0: Coming up on this episode, we begin with the return of The Handshake, Strange Towns in Massachusetts, and tips for a great pillow. Then we get into the week's tech news, mostly previewing WWDC 2022. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 340, recorded May 30th, 2022. The Ham State. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic. The technology podcast that's got the internet, it's got the gadgets, it's got the you, and of course it's got uh, myself, I'm Sean Jennings, and I'm joined as always by a man who's so thirsty, it's Colby Rabideau. A I real thirst trap, I think as the kids call it. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what that's that means. What, that's what that is. That's a mouth, oh. right? A thirst trap. Yeah. Oh, your mouth is your thirst trap. Well, that sounds dirty <laughs> when you say it that way.
1: Uh, I regret Gross. Yeah. Um I was going to say Sean we should probably be the 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 technology podcast that can't achieve greater than 66% attendance.
0: <laughs> hey listen it's better than 0, you know? I I guess you know two hosts is better. That's why you know Matt's new podcast has five hosts and I told him I said that's I mean that's a lot of people but at the same time you can have a lot of absences and still do a show. Right. Like you 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 have no excuse to never do a show. <laughs> <laughs> Something could always happen. That's kind of fun because someone can, uh, has to be available.
1: Right, right. And I bet there's gonna be some like undiscovered pairings of people that uh you know, like we've enumerated all possible versions of Don't Panic. because there's only
0: Yes a
1: few. There's only four.
0: Yes, and I will say, um, I, I, I actually do enjoy when we get to do the two-person episodes, because it is a di- bit of a different conversation, different vibe, I will say, if people didn't listen last week to you and Dan. You guys did a great job. Yeah. You, it, it was an excellent show. You guys crushed it.
1: We did it. We uh, we it was nice almost show. panicked at the beginning when we realized <sighs> no links were in the sheet. This is... This is <laughs>
0: what, you think I was going to serve it up on a platter to you? Oh, what the when hell? Sean I'm has sure. COVID. The least he could do is give us a rundown. <laughs> How hard? Actually, you guys filled out a better rundown than I normally do, so that was perfectly fine with me. Uh, No, I was gonna say um, that uh, I also watched Dan was on his company's uh, live stream the other day. His company does, I guess, a weekly live stream, and he was on it. And I'm like, you know, I think you and I should get a little credit for him being so great on virtual camera. I mean, he's done you know 340 of these episodes. We trained the man. (laughs) <laughs> he, he was a natural. He was a pro.
1: I made a couple a couple weeks ago at work. I made a loom, like explaining oh, how to do something, yeah. and and everyone was like blown away by my uh, on camera composer. <laughs> I didn't tell them that I recorded the loom like seven times. <laughs> like I did seven. They takes. don't need
0: to know. Right. Should I mention we're live right now on our on our triple cast? Um, I guess see if anyone's watching. No. You know, it's funny. I I realized this the other day. So um, my dad likes to play cribbage virtually. And there's an app where you can play remotely against other people. And he said, oh, Sean, you know, we should get on the phone sometime. And we'll talk and we'll play cribbage over the app. He's a big cribbage guy. I said, yeah, okay, maybe. And we tried it once. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. And the reason why is because the show has broken my ability to communicate with people. Because... If I'm talking to someone for like a long span of time, I cannot let there be silences (laughs) because I've been honed doing over 500 of these stupid things to fill that air. You cannot let. And so it's I get uncomfortable when I'm in a long conversation because like he does it with my mother he does this kind of the same thing with other people and they'll just be quiet and playing for a while and then might start saying something i have to constantly be talking and it's really like after <laughs> 10 minutes i have nothing left to talk about it's my brain is broken
1: that sounds hard um we have at work we have a uh, at the end of meetings us uh like once there's been seven seconds of no one saying anything the meeting's over maybe we need that for life too it's just okay
0: later Click. <laughs> 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 that that would not be the worst idea um yeah so no it's good to be back uh three consecutive mondays with bold excuses for me so um i've definitely missed being here monday monday monday
1: how was your event
0: yeah, well, let's go through the my, my, my three Mondays in a row, because actually all might be interesting. You stop me if they're not. But my very first Monday was our company's national sales meeting. And so uh, I was locked in a hotel for basically a week, and not a good one, a mediocre one. Um, was it in, like, Connecticut the, somewhere? it was in beautiful springfield mass It was right around the corner i had to like sneak in it was it was like 15 minutes from my house but we had an extra room so i stayed at the hotel all week <laughs> i was gonna say
1: sean like did you tell your company you live there they didn't have to buy you a hotel.
0: no well you know it's one of those and honestly they don't like doing that for the locals but i will tell you i am because i'm i essentially run the event from like a logistics perspective i run it so I'm the first person there every day and the last person to leave every day. And so if anyone should stay, and I did kind of feel bad, but we legitimately paid for a room we weren't going to use. So I said, fuck it, I'm, I'm staying. Um, and then the hotel gave me a very nice um, gift basket full of beer because I gave them $50,000 to run this <laughs> event. So they were very yeah, nice you, to me. You so chose the hotel. Nice. I did. I did, so they like me there, uh, but it was a great event, you know, my, my, from a technology perspective, it was interesting, so I, and it's part of my pick this week, actually, some of the equipment I used, but I bought, like, all kinds of AV equipment, so I had, like, four computers, all linked up, a sound mixer, a video mixer, I was live streaming it, um, I was sat behind my little control desk all week while the various presentations and activities were going on, that was kind of the, the ball, so it was a lot of fun, they shouldn't have given me a corporate credit card, that was a big mistake. <laughs> So, awesome. uh, so that was great. I actually was out, uh, I traveled out to uh, Eastern Mass, not quite as far as Boston, but I stopped in such great towns as Uxbridge, North Grafton, Sharon, um, and one more for, uh, for, a lum- for some Lumberyard visits. So that was pretty cool. Drove by Foxborough uh, Gillette Stadium.
1: Uxbridge is right next to the town I grew up in.
0: Yes, yeah, Usbridge. Very, very nice town. Mm-hmm. Very nice town. Nice lumberyard there. <laughs> uh, I have to say that because they buy a lot of our products. Uh, no, they are, actually are very nice. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was just a busy, nonstop week. I was, I was literally changed to the hotel all week, and then on, on. So it was like sixty to eighty people. I was incredibly close contact with. Every handshaking's back. I'm just gonna say it. Actually, really never left. But everyone's shaking hands. Everyone wants close personal contact for some insane reason. Mm-hmm. So I was very close to a lot of people, many of whom flew in from all over the country. And Colby, would it learn? Would it surprise you to learn that I got COVID? Shocking. Yes, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely a uh, a huge bummer. So we were actually supposed to see one another in person. And unfortunately, I started to feel quite poor. I'm actually glad I canceled. I didn't even know I had COVID when I canceled. I was just under the weather and then ended up testing positive. Right. And you well, tested positive as well.
1: <laughs> right. Well, well. interestingly, I feel like part of the, the cancellation snowball was me canceling because I tested positive for COVID even though I didn't feel bad at all.
0: Um, yep. And I just felt bad and was like this is i can see this coming like honestly if it hadn't been for the sales meeting i probably would have said ah just a little cold or something but the fact that I was around all those people i said i guarantee you it's it's way too high of a risk yeah yeah it's it's uh maybe it's
1: tapering off now but it seemed to be going around for real
0: yeah, well, you know, it, it definitely is, um, for sure. Uh, and I think people are a little more chill. I mean, there were no masks at the event or anything, really no social distancing. So um, it's pretty much a classic event.
1: Classic event.
0: And they, then they are back. So They are back. People want to be face to face for some insane reason. Um, I do not get it. So uh, the, that following Monday, I had COVID. Felt very bad. Uh, So I didn't do the show. And then the week after that, Colby, I I helped run a focus group. Have you ever been in a focus group? I've never been in a
1: focus group. I've been the focus of some, some like, user research ones. Or, like, actually, it was at at Spotify. They were doing a focus group. And they wanted to. The lady who was running the focus group wanted to like test it on some people. So I was a, a a focus
0: group beta tester, mock participant. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't a group. It was like just her and I talking about stuff in a room.
0: Uh, walking you through the concept and yeah, yeah.
1: I don't gotcha. even remember what it was about. It was about music but like
0: should we stream music let me ask colby right hmm. <laughs> no shut it down <laughs> <laughs> no if colby said it it's gotta be true everybody go um, no i i love uh user testing and focus grouping these sorts of things but this was the first time i'd ever done like an in-person run an in-person focus group so you know we make hardware products it's top secret actually i can't talk about what we're testing But uh, we brought a bunch of contractors into a a hotel out in beautiful Framingham um, where, recovering from COVID, I had to slog out too. And uh, we literally did that thing where we set up two rooms right next to each other. One was the room where the contractors came in, learned about the product, tried it out. But the other room was the secret listening room. And this is where all, all the AV stuff came in. Where I had cameras, I literally had GoPros stuck to the walls, I had cameras, everyone was mic'd up, and I had my mixer. See, this is fun for me. And I literally ran all kinds of cables and all kinds of stuff, and so next door, everyone had headphones and a projector watching the live feed and could hear it. And they could tell the person doing the interview, like, if they had questions or follow-up, or they were, and I also live-streamed it over Teams, but... um it was absolutely fascinating to, to sit there and watch these uh, these guys learn... you know, see the new product, ask questions, and then, yeah, creepy spy on them.
1: That was... So when you said focus group, the first thing I was going to ask is if you had, like, one-way glass where you were watching them. It's like, that, that's what...
0: That's the it. real way to do it. Right, right. Yes. And there is... I actually... I did visit a facility um, that does, like... User testing full time, and they did have the one way glass. They had like that eye tracking technology that a lot of websites use for testing. Mm -hmm. And do you know about this? It's awesome. You know, where they watch where they look on the page, they had that. They had all kinds of technology. No, this was just a hotel we rented, um, and I jerry rigged a uh, a secret listening room.
1: Nice. It's awesome.
0: So, yeah, it was fun. It was different.
1: Now, this raises an important question, Sean. Are there other places besides Massachusetts where, like, half of the towns end in ham?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that's why they call us the ham state.
1: (laughs) The ham state. You got Uh, Framingham.
0: You got Deadham. You got Hingham. Rentham. Why do... Okay, here you go. Here's an article. Uh, Why do so many Massachusetts town names end with ham? Would you like the answer? Of course I do. Uh, according to this article uh, from the wonderful WGBH out in Boston, uh, there are 19 Massachusetts cities and towns that either end in ham uh, or mmm. Uh, and uh, according to this, every Massachusetts city and town with ham in its name has a counterpart in England. Um, ham essentially means village or home.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: so when you say something like Stoneham. The people who came over here were from a village stone, but they called it Stoneham because it was like the, the home. Oh, interesting. It's the same with with counties like Hamden and Hampshire. Uh, it says when you have Hampton, that's not the same ham. That actually means hometown, ham-ton, Uh Hampshire, home county. Shire is a county. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Who knew? I just always thought it was weird. I would love to see if there's a list. Uh, town names ending in "ham." Oh, this is nationwide. Um, I because I would I would love to see how many there are. Oh, here we go. Largest ham Suffolk cities. Birmingham. Markham, Nottingham, Durham, North Carolina, Birmingham, Alabama. Let's see, where's the highest Massachusetts town? Uh, Framingham, number 14. Waltham. Uh, where up. else is M- Dedham? Deadham. Is it Needham? That's not right. I mean, it's it's I
1: I think I think people would say Needham.
0: You know, Needham. Like, I that's like it Denham. just doesn't sound right when you say it. Hingham. Needham uh, is my
1: favorite one. That's the best one.
0: Rainham. I haven't he- even heard of some of these. Rentham.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Strange place. Strange strange state. place. Yeah. The, <laughs> the ham state. Absolutely. I'm going to call it that from now on. It, well, it should be Massachusetts ham. Right. Because the state name isn't long enough. We need a couple <laughs> letters on the end. Massachusetts ham.
1: Right. Right, we should be a ham instead of a commonwealth.
0: <laughs> the ham of uh, the ham of Massachusetts. <laughs> that that can't be right. That can't be right. Well, it's like we have talked about this before. You know, uh, in New York, there's a lot of kill fish, kill cat, kill uh, kill meaning creek or, or stream or small river. Right. right. Um. So there's a lot of dumb stuff like that.
1: Is that a? Is that a? Um... Is that like a German thing? Like who
0: who calls streams kills? That's a really good question. Um, what is a kill, and why does New York have so many of them? <laughs> uh, it's Dutch. Oh. It's from the Middle Dutch "kill" k i l l e, meaning riverbed or water channel. The term is used in areas of Dutch influence in the Delaware and Hudson Valleys and other areas of the former New Netherland colony of Dutch America. Nice. Spack and kill. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one. Spack and kill. Um,
1: Weird. Spack and kill.
0: Well, now I have to Google the worst town names in America. Should, would you like to know some of the worst town names in America <laughs> absolutely according to this article from shortlistcom how about spunky puddle Ohio that's rough that doesn't sound I these may be made up I don't know booger hole West Virginia
1: should I type them into Google Maps
0: I, I you might be put on a, a watch list if you do that Um. Goobertown, Arkansas. That can't be right. Come on. <laughs> Frankenstein, Missouri. Pig, Kentucky. <laughs> Slaughterville, <Hole>. Oklahoma. <laughs> Booger Hole, Pennsylvania didn't come up. Oh, boy. Oh, Slaughterville, Oklahoma is real. PP Township, Ohio. Sweet Lips, Tennessee. Sweet. McCool Junction, Nebraska. Buttsville, New Jersey. <laughs> founded by, founded by, according to this, Michael Robert Butts.
1: Um. This says there's also a Buttsville, Missouri its a popular name <laughs> this changes a lot of things for me
0: <laughs> you looking to look to move <laughs>
1: i mean if i was going to move to new jersey
0: which i'm not that would be a good way to do it dead horse alaska nowhere colorado What an amazing place we live in, uh, uh, Colby. What's new with you, my friend?
1: Just uh, you know, living living life. Um, we planted some tomatoes. Keeping it real, as
0: the kids say. Yeah. Oh, tomato! What kind of tomatoes? Tell me all about this.
1: Uh, we planted some big tomatoes, like red ones. Oh, tomatoes.
0: classic. Big red tomato.
1: Yep. And then we planted some honey drop tomatoes, which are like cherry tomato size, but they're yellow and they taste really good. Oh, sure. Yeah. Nice. So that's happening. Um, They haven't died yet. We have to put up some fence around them because once there are tomatoes, they'll like critters come for them. Disappear. (laughs) They descend upon them. I don't think we have as many tomatoes as, as uh, Matt Mariani does, but
0: no. And actually, you know what? I do need to. We should do a gardening follow-up episode with him because I have no idea if any of them even lived. Uh, so I I would be curious to find out. Yeah, how that worked. Yep.
1: So that's new. Um, I'm trying to think if I have I have any tech news related things in my life not really nothing is cheap
0: well let me ask you an, can i ask you a non tech question mhm because i'm looking behind you i'm looking behind you uh and Success. i see i see some pillows and so i want to talk to you about pillows colby what kind of a pillow do you like let's talk about sleep a little bit here
1: sure uh i like two distinct kinds of pillows so uh huh I need to have a, I'd like to have a down pillow, like an, like an actual feathers pillow, but I do not like to put my head on the down pillow when I'm sleeping. The down pillow resides, uh, parallel to my body next to me. And then for like arm propage, I'm a stomach sleeper or like, okay. Yeah. Like, I got gotcha. you know, somewhere between stomach and like side. Um, So it keeps my head, I don't know, it keeps my body propped up so I don't suffocate myself or something. But then I like a, just like regular, like nondescript pillow material that's kind of sturdy. And like, cause I like, my head needs to be like up, like I need some head support. You know, because if if right, so you're
0: not going super soft. You want kind of like a medium firm to, yeah.
1: which is that's the reason I don't like to sleep on down pillows because my head ends up like basically just on the mattress, and then I wake up and my neck's like. Ugh.
0: Now is is bad. the down pillow hot to sleep with?
1: I don't see. I don't think so. I think down pillows are pretty like cool.
0: Okay, that's been my experience. I've never used a down pillow before. No, because I don't support the killing of innocent geese. Sure. Well,
1: I don't think I don't know if they need to kill them, but <laughs> honestly, if they make pillows out of the fucking geese around here, I'm all for that. They're but, they're a menace.
0: Yeah, a Boston goose pillow. I can't imagine that's very good. <laughs> that's the discount geese. Um.
1: Yeah, I'm. I maybe a, a down alternative would be fine. I don't know. I just have the no, one that I have. No.
0: Um, I'm just messing with
1: you. Yeah. What, what is your pillow situation? Do you have Do you have one of those weird like my sister did my sister does product reviewing, like wire cutter esque product <laughs> reviewing sometimes and she did pillows once and she has some weird pillows. Like there's one that's like uh like it's like purple like like Rubber's not what it is, but it's like it's like a rubbery plasticky thing with like hexagonal holes in
0: it. <laughs> I think the purple mattress people make that one because I yeah, think it's yeah. the same thing that's in the mattress. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I uh I did once try a whole so I am a I'm very similar. I'm a side to stomach sleeper. I move a lot. Mm-hmm. And I did once buy and try a full size body pillow like the ones that pregnant women you like sure. like the, the big ones that, round like, you can sort wrap of tube it
1: around yourself it's that big
0: yeah it's like it's just like a big long tube pillow um and that thing was hot but it was yeah. it was kind of a heavy foam and it was oh, yeah. too i moved too much so it was like having just like a whole extra person in the bed that i was constantly bumping into all night <laughs> so that one got returned but i am in the market for a new pillow that's why i wanted to talk about this i've done I agree with you. I like firm, like sort of medium firm to firm, but I don't like solid chunks of foam. Because a lot of people will try and sell you that, like your Tempur-Pedic-type pillow, or just a big-ass chunk of foam. I need flexibility. Yeah. And so I've done shredded foam before and found some success, but again, then my head just ends up collapsing. And so right now I've got a a pillow that's like half foam, half kind of mid-range regular pillow. Um... But again, it's collapsing over time. I, I need I need more support. Yeah. I, like...
1: I'm pretty sure all of my pillows are just from Target. They're, like, all, like, threshold pillows of some some variety. Which
0: are great pillows.
1: Yeah, totally fine. But then the one... I mean, I can unwrap it later and see what it is. But the one... I actually got... Like, we got some new pillows... I get I think when I bought my I bought a new mattress a while ago and they sent pillows with the mattress, and I tried one. It was like I think the mattress is a Lisa mattress, and they sent us some Lisa pillows, yeah. and they were not they were excuse me, they were too squishy uh and I just went back to my like eight year old threshold pillow from Target that I got that one time that is that is the correct. Uh, consistency. It's probably not good to have well, the same pillow for eight years, but I have.
0: Well, that's the... So I was kind of... Uh, I did go to the wire cutter and go to the care and maintenance. I was curious if they say in here how long uh, how long you should own a pillow for. But do you do you ever wash... I'm not putting you on the hot seat, I swear. Do you ever, like, wash your pillow? No. Can you even do that?
1: I have, I have. That's like, what I'm wondering. So I have... Obviously I wash my pillowcases and I also have like a, an allergy cover around the pillow. Mm-hmm. That's so like good. I wash those sometimes. But I never I've never washed the pillow itself.
0: Yeah, foam pillows you can't, but according to the wire cutter, you can wash a down pillow. Wild. You can put it in the washing machine.
1: With like maybe, certain settings. Maybe I should just do that. What about like a regular pillow? Like not down, but like
0: um like just stuff yeah it doesn't i can only read so much as i scroll but it it uh alternative down yeah you can uh, which i think is what they call kind of just normal pillows these days but i think you're right that's and i have the same cover uh you know like around my pillows and it does make a big difference in keeping them clean uh, I will say yeah no, I'm thinking I might go back now are you have you heard about this thing the adjustable pillows? no basically what what it is is they send you it's sort of just a hollow cover and then they send you a bunch of different thin pillows and so some might be softer or firmer some might be foam, a lot of foam, a little foam and then you mix and match them inside the cover. So, one side of your pillow might be soft and the other side might be firm. They're, mm. they're essentially adjustable, so you can put in as much or as little as you want. That's interesting.
1: Do you have to buy all of the bits separately?
0: Do you get well, like that's what kit? I'm. Pillow kit. Let's see. So, this is from Sleep Number, recommended by the wire cutter. Uh. And it does not clearly state. Of course not. Um Oh, ultimate. Here we go. Three removable inserts. One to two inserts for stomach sleepers. Two to three inserts for back or side sleepers. Hmm. That's so. cool. That's oh, crazy. That. Yeah, no, they just slip in and out. Yeah. Pillow technology. Yeah, I gotta go pillow show. I'll 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 have to circle back on the show if I find anything because currently my my pillow hasn't uh, lived up to my expec my lofty expectations.
1: Yeah, I get
0: that. That's one of those
1: things that I just dread having to buy new ones of because I know I'm gonna be disappointed.
0: Well, and you gotta the the problem is also pillows are a difficult thing to like buy and return if you don't like, right. Right. You know, you, you got to find... Because no one wants a returned pillow. So you got to find somewhere that not only will return it, but will give you a decent amount of time to try it.
1: Yeah, right, right. I also uh, hate ordering things online if I think there's a good chance that I'm going to return it. I don't know why. I know
0: that's unreasonable, but I'm... I'm just terrible about returning So how do you stuff. buy things you... Ha- how do you buy things you have a reasonable expectation of returning? I just don't buy them. Problem <laughs> solved. So you got to be really confident when you buy something, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of agonizing. <laughs> oh, buddy, you gotta. Nah, nah. Returning online's never been easier than it is today. I know.
1: The thing I don't know does I don't know if this happens where you are, Sean, but the thing that always gets me is when like you get something you get a delivery and it comes like FedEx and then the return is a different delivery company like it has like a built in I did this with SodaStream canisters I got some SodaStream canisters they were delivered by UPS and then you pull off the tag and you have a return label right there to send your empty ones back and that that was USPS very convenient That's wild one time That's wild. I think that happened with an iPhone one time and I like I knew that it was delivered UPS and I just assumed it would also be returned UPS by UPS and I went to UPS and gave them the package and they were mm. like this says FedEx on it you have to go somewhere else like dot, idiot. I hate that. Because <laughs> like, that.
0: <laughs> I just didn't know. It I, came I, UPS. You know <laughs> Yeah, you got to check the label carefully or you will look like a fool at the counter. Uh, You know, I'm not in your shoes. I'm not a big city liver like you are. I think if I was, though, I would probably lean hard into a P.O. box. Because I would think that would be especially a place that not only has a P.O. box, but that will also ship stuff in and out. Because I would think that would be now. Of course, then you have to go somewhere to get the stuff. But I would think that would be the safest and most convenient way to get packages and mail.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea. I think all of them have. Well, there's no, there's no like FedEx location nearby, but there is obviously like you, the post office has PO boxes and and UPS. The UPS store by here also has. Like boxes that you can get. I never considered that. The uh it's not the package situation well, is not too bad because I'm usually here.
0: Right. That's true, yes, that's true. That is true. No, I mean, when I'm shipping stuff out, there's um, there's a place called, uh, let me give a shout-out to a great local business, Agawam Pack and Ship in Agawam, Massachusetts. Um, but it is a, a locally-owned business that has P.O. Box but does shipping of all FedEx, UPS, USPS. They'll ship everything. And so anytime I mail anything out or I do returns or anything, I always go right there. Because then it's like agnostic and they just take care of it and they're very nice people. See, that's dope. That would be the sweet spot.
1: If there was a place like that, I would I would totally do that. But Yeah. Well, I've never I've never I never considered that this a place like this might exist, so I don't know. But maybe I'll have to look it up.
0: Man, is this our million dollar startup idea for millennials who don't want to deal with mail? <laughs> no mail. It's work for mail. <laughs> we post. I like that. I like that. Nice. This is good. Don't steal our idea, people. Um, Colby, any more banter? Or should we check out the very limited amount of news in the rundown since it's a holiday weekend? Let's do it. Let's and nobody wanted to. Technology. Uh, I will jump in here and say, Colby, we're going to have a gangbuster show next week because on Monday of next week is the WWDC keynote, which means Monday night we will actually have the news to talk about on the day it happens. Thank you, Apple. Tim Cook finally answered my letters Uh, and it's going to be great. We're going to get a lot of uh, awesome news. We can talk about a little bit of the preview of that if you want or we can talk about some other stuff as well, but just beware. Be sure to come back next week. It's going to be a big show.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think we should talk about the rumors
0: all right. I, I have got no problem with that. WWDC 2022 being held all next week with the uh, the keynote being on the 6th, uh, which is Monday, which is pretty exciting. Um, let's talk about some of the rumors, starting with iOS 16. Uh, this is from MacRumors.com. Uh, there have been a lot of things going around. A big one is uh, interface tweaks. Uh, supposedly this fall we may see an iPhone with a hole punch display instead of a bar at the top. So the camera will be either a single hole or it'll be under the glass, which may adjust some of the uh, the tweaks in the interface, but I doubt they're going to announce that WWDC if they don't have a phone to show. So um, that could be a piece of it. Uh, improvements to notifications, uh, updated health app, including medicine management that will have users scanning their pill bottles into the app. Um, and helping them track that they're taking their pills, which I think is pretty cool and exciting. Uh, There are uh, rumors that we will finally get the um, peer-to-peer Apple Pay, where I tap your phone and I pay you on Apple Pay, which is pretty cool. There also might be a buy now, pay later feature for Apple Pay, which uh, customers, if you pay with Apple Pay, uh, you can pay in installments over time. Um, launching potentially later this year there may also be a hardware subscription programs that will let customers pay a monthly fee for an iPhone iPad or Mac um, paying by the month instead of for the device up front which is similar to what you do for an iPhone now but that could be extended to iPad or Mac ah yeah let's see I I can go through more but any of that exciting
1: the subscription computer sounds stupid, but I almost, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would try it. Cause I do this, I have this, uh, I guess it probably depends how much it ends up being per month. But like, I always do, I do the thing where like you get a computer and then, I don't know. It's like, when do you get a new computer? Like I have the thing that I also struggle with this. Cause like I have a work computer that's like new and fancy and does all the things, but like I really shouldn't do not work stuff on my work computer. That's not where work computers are for. I probably could. <laughs> there's nothing stopping me from doing that, but like I shouldn't. So then my, you're my, such an ethical man. Right. Very ethical. Um, but my, <laughs> Uh, what you call it. So my, my non-work computer now just feels so slow and it gets so hot, so hot. Yeah. When I try and do anything, even like, oh my God, just trying to, Sean, there's a, there's an update for the silly, like, uh, admin thing, the admin software that the, the don't panic website uses, which I'm, I'm trying to get. Cause I think it'll be nice. Because allegedly it's supposed to have like a phone layout of layout that works on your phone. So we'll be able to What? Yeah. Wow. Update Don't Panic on the Go. Yeah. Anyways, I was trying to do that on my stupid computer. And it kept burning my legs because it's this summer and I had shorts on. <laughs> um But it's like, do I want to buy a whole new computer? Like, like no. Does that feel reasonable? No. But like should I? Maybe but maybe maybe I should just do this. I don't know. I'm intrigued. Yeah, but then... Go ahead.
0: You you know, I, I guess there's two ways they treat this, right? Like, your, your current iPhone, you can do in monthly installments, but it's a loan. So you're sure. not really... It's not... You're not renting the device, per se. You're just paying off a loan. It sounds to me like this is not going to be that. If it is that, that's fine. It's not very exciting to me. But the idea of it's... X number of dollars per month and we give you a computer and if you stop paying it, we take the computer back. That's kind of wild to me. I think that math has to add up. But I'm just trying to think like, if you came to me with an, if I had an old phone and an old computer and said, Sean, which is more important you have the newest version of between your phone and your computer? I'd probably say the computer because I think I don't ever notice when I upgrade to a new iPhone, do I notice a performance difference? Not. Really? And if I do, it's very subtle. Yeah. On a computer, like you mentioned, where you're doing more intense stuff, I literally was uh, exporting some video out of Premiere the other day on my work computer. Uh, and I, someone called me on Teams and they're like, Sean, are you like out walking or something? Like, what's, what's with all the wind noise? And I'm like, it's the Mac. Literally the <sighs> fan on the Mac I'm exporting. It was so loud. And so I, I, get, I get the idea, but I also don't think... You're right. When do you determine? When do you get? Do you want really want a new computer every year? Right. Every well, two years?
1: <laughs> I think that's part of the question too. Like, what is the interval? Like, is it a one year? Like, like with the phone, it's like one after a year you can upgrade your phone, and after two years, uh, if you don't upgrade after two years, you just like you've paid off your phone and now it's your phone but like right. Is the interval the same because i mean it's it, that's going to be way more than like whatever like 40 dollars a month the phone is um which seems crazy but I, don't, I i just don't know
0: i don't know but i also i also wonder if it gets more people to buy max because i do think I I don't know of anyone in the history of cell phones who's ever paid full price for one of these things. They're always on some kind of contract or plan or loan or monthly installment or whatever, whether it's through Apple or their carrier. Very few people. A computer, you have to pay outright. And these computers, they're not cheap. $1,000 dollar computers. And I wonder if there's somebody out there who's like, well, I just use my phone or maybe an an old iPad and that's my computer, but gee, insert dollar amount here per month. I could have a computer I could do more stuff on, and it's not a thousand dollars up front sure, yeah, that I think opens up a whole more casual computing, of course, I think that then computes with iPad, but also having an i a thousand dollar iPad pro on a monthly installment accomplishes the same thing totally
1: yeah, I mean, it's probably you know in a world where it's successful, it's probably good for Apple in a like more people on or on more recent <laughs> hardware. And I'm sure they already are doing, like, you know, they do all their recycling and stuff. So, um, an interesting idea if it happens. I'm curious, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun to see. The math's got to add up. I think that's the thing at the end of the day. Um, watch OS 9, uh, new power saving mode, uh, prolonging the battery, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, also planning to expand uh, atrial fibrillation detection um, and we'll also add more workout types of metrics. I guess all of that's fine. Um, iPad OS, not a lot. That's new there. Um, and then there's the uh, reality OS. Did, did you see this uh, trademark filing the other day? I know you keep an eye on the <laughs> trademark filings.
1: I do. I do. I have it uh, emailed to me every morning. The new trademark filings.
0: This is my man. You're on it. Um, no, a trademark filing was noticed um, for a called Reality OS. It hasn't been officially filed by Apple, but it was filed off by a one-off LLC that everyone thinks belongs to it. Um, and it was filed around the world uh, on June 8th, um, as which is when it becomes active, which is the week of WWDC, for wearable computer hardware. Um, and as I... I roll into that. Uh, Lots of rumors we may see an AR slash VR headset, uh, mixed reality, if you will, from Apple. Uh, MacRumors.com, again, has uh, a whole list of bullet points that they expect the device to have. I will read through some of them. Uh, A wraparound VR headset look similar to the uh, Oculus Quest um, using an Apple Watch style strap and a soft mesh around the eyes. Two high resolution micro OLED displays. Super fast chip bigger than the M1 uh, over a dozen cameras for tracking hand movements and viewing the outside world eye tracking for controls and features based on eye movements gesture based controls a dedicated app store and an over $3,000 price tag on this bad boy
1: now it's basically an Oculus Quest
0: it kind of is it kind of is with 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 a little uh you know if these renderings are accurate with with basically an apple watch band <laughs> going around your head i mean it looks just like that it's very interesting it like it would hurt your hair yeah lots of pinching opportunities right
1: <laughs> what do you think sean is 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 now the time is it gonna happen
0: They got to rule it out at some point. My guess is, I don't know if we see hardware. It might be like a, here's the preview. You can't buy it for a year type thing. I don't, I don't do. I think it's going to be Google glass style and it's available outside. Go grab one. I, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, obviously this is a developer device, you know, that this is a, a novelty, if you will, to kick it off. Um, I, I think if it has everything, it's promising. Obviously you and I aren't going to buy one, but I think it's, Uh, certainly a a curious and interesting device. Obviously their big thing is they, they just, they need developers on board software for this thing does not exist. Although theoretically it does because they've been building AR into their products for years, but you know, this is a developer device and um, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw it. It really wouldn't. I, they got to talk about it at minimum. I think we get reality OS. Do we actually get that? The headset? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. What do you think? Are you excited? Will you spend over three thousand dollars on this thing? If it's cool, probably not.
1: Let's be <laughs> honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like maybe if it's like different from the things we have right now, you know.
0: If it looks like the rendering, it looks super cool. I mean, the Apple Watch headband maybe not, but the actual visor part of it looks really cool. Right.
1: So slick and like small like it seems it, and
0: like i do love the idea i do love the idea of it, theoretically all of the cameras and the sensors for 3d sensing modules for detecting hand gestures and nearby objects through spatial detection um hand gestures eye tracking uh, a wearable device connected to the headset there's all these rumors about how you're going to interact with this thing to me that's uh that is really combined with these like insane processors is pretty exciting to me even as somebody who won't own one of these for probably 2 <laughs> or 3 years yeah i mean it does seem uh you know based
1: purely on how not hot my computer gets it seems like plausible that you could put strap one of these things to your face and it, <laughs> it won't like singe your eyebrows
0: won't, won't light you on fire yeah which would be good. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not an expert. Right. It sounds ideal. Um, I just... I just don't know exactly what they're going to do or say.
1: It's, uh, it's the reason we tune in, right?
0: Yeah, we're going to have to find out. It's pretty exciting. Uh, other hardware. We may also see some Macs. Uh, including an updated version of the Mac Pro with some new chips and other things, um, but not expected to see much more uh, hardware than that. So could be a pretty soft event. I think I think AR could be the real sort of uh, you know yeah. uh, blow it out um, announcement. Right.
1: I feel like if they're talking about that, that's the thing.
0: That's the yeah. Thing. You're gonna want to focus on that. N- now, one interesting thing, Colby, is that there's rumor going around that Apple is planning major enhancements to the lock screen, including uh, wallpapers that have widget-like capabilities. Uh, so potentially hmm. adding some kind of widgets to the, the lock screen. And also, iOS 16 builds will include future support for always-on displays um, coming on future iPhones. Do you have any interest in an always-on display? I don't know. I did
1: like, if you recall, way back in the day, probably like year one or year two of Don't Panic, I had that Motorola phone that had a. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like always on exactly, but it had a little like cutout in the middle where like stuff would be there. And I didn't, I didn't hate that. It was kind of nice. It was cool. Um, I guess there are a lot of times where I'm always, like, booping my phone to see what time it is. It'd be cool if the time was always there, if nothing else. I'd use that all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would think it would have to be pretty customizable. Yeah. You know, I, what I don't want is this, like, always-on showing all my crap all the time. Like, that that I don't see. I already have a bunch of notifications. So that, that I don't need. Right. Um, and honestly, do you use widgets in iOS? I, I really never do. Uh
1: I mean I have some widgets. You don't have any widgets. I don't.
0: No. I have got, got other widgets. And even like the one widget I, I have a battery. I have a battery widget and I don't ever look at it. I should just delete it. No, I don't I don't use any widgets. Yeah. Even even in my, you know, when you uh, from your home screen you swipe to the right, and then it kind of is like the search slash widget view. I don't yeah. even have any widgets. It's, it's blank, empty. It's just empty. I think you I can no put creativity. widgets there, Sean. Y- you can. I just haven't huh. because I don't. I don't. There are no widgets I need. I like the. Um, I use apps.
1: I kind of like the smart. There's a widget that is like. It just picks a widget to show. That's its job. It's like a Siri suggestion for oh, widgets. Oh, the, the smart stack, yeah. Yeah. I like... I I think you can also, like, you can pick what, what will come up in the stack, too. It's not just, like, a total dice roll. But I like... I actually like that one. I think it does, like, an all right job. Several of my widgets <laughs> are just those smart stacks.
0: See, I think... I think my number one use for a widget would be shortcuts. I think if I really invested in shortcuts and could have a bunch of shortcut widgets where I could just tap to do a bunch of actions, I think that would probably be better. But in general, there's not – and most of the widgets that I've tried in the apps I use, when I interact with them, it just takes me into the app anyway, but most of them are not actionable within the app itself. Like, I don't I don't need apps to, like, visually give me information. I want to interact with apps, uh, with widgets. And there just aren't a lot that I get that from. So, kind of a miss for me. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I don't, yeah, I don't think the widgets I do have, I don't think I would want them on my lock screen. That's the other thing. Yeah.
0: But I would like... I mean, even like an app shortcut or something. Again, using that series, st- you know, when you when your phone is unlocked and you you go to that uh, you go to the search panel, it, it'll do the suggestions of the apps and the actions you should do. I think that on a home screen could be really interesting, where it's like a single touch to restart a podcast i was listening to or go into the app siri thinks i'm going to use or you know says here continue from sean's macbook pro and chrome and i can hand it off like i think that kind of stuff one tap from the home screen could be interesting i just don't know how necessary it is (laughs) definitely not necessary no yeah no none of it is yeah and yet we talk about it that's what we're here for And by the way, speaking of things that are unnecessary, let's get into picks. It's part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world. We got two wildly different picks this week, Colby. I'm going to go first because I already teased what it's going to be. Uh, Colby, if you're looking to manage audio and video for your next event, I cannot recommend enough the Roland VR4HD high-definition AV mixer. Uh, It's got, uh, what, six channels of audio input. It's got four HDMI inputs. Um, you're mixing the video, you're mixing the audio all in one device, outputting to HDMI, there's a USB out for live streaming. This is essentially what I ran, uh, my entire event and, um, focus group on. So it's great. It's very common to find an audio mixer or a video mixer. This is one of the few that does both all in one, uh, six input, four channel, um, It all scales, everything matches with all the digital audio mixing, a lot of effects, uh, transitions, those sorts of things um, with lots of output options as well. Now, I will tell you this is about a $3,000 piece of equipment, but um, if you happen to have $3,000 lying around and need to run an event, this thing is cool as hell and a lot of fun to use. Looks (laughs) wild this is great i i literally bought like one of those pelican hard cases for it so i get to like (laughs) pop it open and open it up and it's that's cool it's it's very very cool do you handcuff it to yourself (laughs) i i should uh because god forbid this thing ever walks away i'm gonna be in a lot of trouble but um it's uh now i just gotta find more reasons to use it i like it more events
1: can we use it for the show is that acceptable
0: (laughs) no god it would be cool i i wish i i wish i could the problem is is uh it's it's really for in person like this is the because i read a lot of reviews and stuff this is like the number one customer for this device believe it or not is churches who are producing their uh events sure and their, i want to call them sessions what do do you call it at a church Um, a mass if you will depending on your faith sure uh And that's this is perfect for that because they get everyone mic. They got a couple cameras. They stream it out. That's really what this is for: for concerts, conferences, that kind of stuff.
1: Laura's Mm -hmm. parents, for like church holidays, often like play music in church Mm -hmm. things, whatever I guess mass Mm -hmm. masses, Um, and like they often they're like at the big church in in like Minneapolis. They're like live streamed so they're probably doing exactly what you said and there's all there's always like swooping like they cut to like the the band and then they cut to like the people in the in the audience and then they cut to like you know the 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 church guy and uh the church (laughs)
0: we're we're so good at religion yeah the church guy at the church session right uh yeah, no, if you go to any kind of AV forum for stuff like this, it's all churches. Interesting. All of them, like, how do you do it? How do you, you know, what, hey, let's different equipment and stuff, because um, this thing, it just makes it so easy for, you, you don't really have to be a huge expert to figure it out. Right. So. That's cool. It's a nice piece of equipment. Very cool. So. Something fun. Colby, you've got something very similar to what I picked. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, I started watching the
1: well i was perusing for a new, sh- a new show to watch and there's a show on hbo called snowpiercer which is based on the same content as the movie of the same name which i saw a long time ago um and it's like it's quite a movie it's wor- it's worth a watch but the show the show is like conceptually the same as the movie but like different in that it's you know there are three seasons of it i've watched i watched the first season um but it's good it's like the premise of the show is there's the world has ended in a like climate change was happening and and people did something crazy to try and fix climate change and they ended up freezing the world so the, the 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 entire world is a frozen wasteland and the only people left alive are, are on this train called Snowpiercer that, that goes around the entire world. And that's all it does is it goes around the entire world. And you can't leave the train because it's too cold. It's too cold outside to leave the train. You, like, instantly die. Um, and that's the, the premise of the sh- The train is a thousand cars long, and the premise of the show is, like, the people living on this train and the the they have a very like stark like class based society I, you know mirroring like class passenger classes on the train there's like first class that are like super rich people all the way down to like people in the very last couple cars of the train who are like stowaways who weren't supposed to be there and are like um you know basically the most marginalized people on the train who have like no rights and they have no windows and they like live in the dark in the back of this train. It's, it's kind so of dumb. This is a sitcom, right? Yeah. Right. Super, super funny. But, uh yeah, the, uh, the star is, uh, he was in Hamilton at some point. Dobby Diggs. He's, uh, I don't know. He's good, and the lady there's there's a lady, an actress who I don't really know her name, but I like. She's sort of the she's in she runs the train, but she's kind of a bad guy. But it's like also complicated. It's very interesting. I think it's
0: pretty well done. Jennifer Jennifer Connolly,
1: yeah, I believe. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I enjoyed and, season and one. the villain is the wonderful Sean Bean. Well, so Sean
1: Bean. I'm pretty sure is season is season two appearance. Um, he's he's not in season one. So, so don't get too excited, but I don't know what Sean Bean's going to do. I know. I just know that he's coming, but yeah,
0: it's good. It's worth, Uh, worth watching. wonderful, wonderful. Yes. It's, I believe it's third season is it's last. Um, they have announced already. So, um, Awesome. Very good. Snowpiercer. Check it out. Streaming on HBO Max or airing on TNT. Uh, wonderful. Gosh. Colby, what a great show. What a great time we've had here. We did it. We sure did. Uh, anything else you'd like to say or do, Mr. Colby, before we wrap up here for the evening?
1: No, I'm quite satisfied.
0: Oh. Uh, we we aim to please. Uh, I certainly hope people come back next week for our big uh, WWDC roundup. Colby, I believe this is our ninth WWDC we've covered on this show. That adds up. I, I will double check that in time for next week, but I believe it's nine. Um, we're not next year. I think it's ten. So we're we're old pros at this point. So we'll definitely have a lot to talk about. Uh, be sure to go to the website don'tpanic.io and check out this episode. All the episodes links to the pics are there. And of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I will very pre- briefly tease up for debate. Uh, last week uh, on the show, we discussed all the films coming out in theaters this summer, and we picked what movie franchise we're going to be watching this summer, which is very exciting. Colby, would you like to know what the theme of summer 2022 is? Yes, please. I will spoil it, uh, but that's okay. Still, to the episode because I pitch a lot of crazy ideas. But this summer, we're doing video game movies. Super Mario Brothers, Street Fighter, uh, uh, Tomb Raider, uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, all the way up to probably Uncharted, maybe the most recent. Oh, yeah. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, maybe. <laughs> uh, we, I don't have a full list yet, but all summer long, we're going to do the best and the worst of video game movies and try to determine once and for all can a video game make a good movie? Mm. Angry Birds movie? Angry Birds movie. Coley. we'd love to have you on. If there's a particular video game movie you want to watch and talk about, you let me know. All right. And, and and we'd love to have you on because there is quite it. a wide range. That's true. Assassin's Creed movie. Right. Resident Evil. Mm. There's Resident Evil. Absolutely.
1: I guess there were a lot, weren't there? So many videos.
0: It's a, it's a big list. We're trying to keep it like eight movies, so we're definitely not doing all of them. Eight to ten, maybe. So we're gonna we're gonna pick a list, um, and narrow it from. Oh no, actually, now that I remember from the episode, we're actually only doing because there were so many. We're only doing older ones. So we're doing like nineteen ninety nine and previous, I think, or something like that. So it's all the bad early ones: Super Mario Brother, Mortal Kombat, the original uh, Street Fighter, Tomb Raider, um. I'm sure there are others, but it's, it's not going to be pleasant. Amazing. Sounds good. So deliberate. come back and check that out. And then this week, we're doing our uh, summer book list as well. We're going to pick some books we're going to read. So um, a lot of us talking about things we're going to do in the future. So be sure to check that out for debate or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that is it, though. We're going to wrap it up here. Hopefully Dan will be back with us next week for an Apple-centric episode. But until then, he's Colby and I'm Sean. We appreciate you being here. And we'll see you next time for another great episode. Oh, don't panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.